No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see what happens as God begins to unleash his plagues on the Egyptians and their gods because Pharaoh refuses to let the people go. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 7 on Simply the Bible. When Moses and Aaron went before Pharaoh the first time, he would not let the people go, but caused them to suffer under greater oppression. Then the Hebrew officers became angry with Moses and Aaron. Moses was discouraged, but God recommissioned both he and Aaron his brother. Pharaoh had asked, Who is the Lord that I should obey him and let the people go? Now the Lord will show Pharaoh who he is and just what he can do. We pick it up in Exodus chapter 7, verse 8. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Show a miracle for yourselves, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and let it become a serpent. The Lord knew that Pharaoh was very religious, believing that the gods gave signs to communicate their will and power to man. So God was meeting Pharaoh where he was at by giving him a miraculous sign so that he would know Yahweh and believe that Moses and Aaron were his representatives. I find that God always meets people where they are at. He loves them where they are knowing the light that they have received. Then he seeks to gently lead them into more light to give them opportunity to respond to it. Sometimes we Christians expect unbelievers to behave like Christians. But how can they until they first meet the Savior who changes their heart? Our job is to meet them and love them where they are and point them to Jesus as God gives us opportunity. Verse 10. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh, and they did so just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. This was one of the miraculous signs the Lord gave Moses when he was on Mount Sinai. He and Aaron had already done this sign before the Hebrew elders. But Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, So the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. For every man threw down his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Pharaoh had three categories of spiritual advisors on his staff. The wise men gave him counsel. The sorcerers were those who practiced witchcraft and were experienced in the secret arts of the occult. The magicians were not entertainers, but astrologers who practiced divination and magic arts. These three categories of spiritual gurus made up Pharaoh's spiritual power team. When Pharaoh called for them, the contest was on. And whose God would be the greatest? 
Now, the magicians, with their enchantments, threw down their rods, and they also became serpents. The word translated enchantments literally means flame or blaze. We know that Satan is a liar and a deceiver who has supernatural power. Speaking of the coming Antichrist, the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Thessalonians 2.9, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. I do not believe that Satan can create life, but he does have power to deceive people, especially those who do not love and know the truth. Somehow, through blazing pyrotechnics, deception, or secret magic arts, or maybe some combination of the three, Pharaoh's power team imitated Aaron's rod turning into a serpent by turning their rods into serpents. Paul spoke of two of these guys in his second letter to Timothy and compared them to imposters in the church. He even gave the names of these ancient Egyptian magicians. 2 Timothy 3.8 says, Now as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all as theirs also was. In other words, Janus and Jambres, ultimately, everybody saw what they were made of and that they couldn't keep up with Moses and Aaron and ultimately the, the God of the Hebrews. We see that the wise men, sorcerers, and magicians resisted Moses, and by so doing, they were resisting the truth. Pharaoh may have thought that his power team was keeping up, but it was game over when Aaron's serpent ate up their serpents. This was proof that Yahweh was more powerful than Pharaoh's power team. Verse 13, And Pharaoh's heart grew hard. And he did not heed them as the Lord had said. So the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hard. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning when he goes out to the water and you shall stand by the river's bank to meet him. And the rod which was turned to a serpent you shall take in your hand. And you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has sent me to you saying, let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. But indeed, until now, you would not hear. Thus says the Lord, By this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike the waters which are in the river with the rod that is in my hand, and they shall be turned to blood. And the fish that are in the river shall die, the river shall stink, and the Egyptians will loathe to drink the water of the river." Pharaoh likely went to the river each morning to worship the Nile. The Egyptians believed that the Nile was a god. One of their hymns to this god went something like this. You water the fields which Ra created. You are the bringer of food, creator of all good things. You fill the storehouses. You care for the poor and needy. As Pharaoh did his morning ritual. Moses and Aaron met him and told him that 
Because he didn't let the people go, the Nile would be turned to blood, the fish would die, the river would stink, and the people would loathe drinking its water. This was the first of ten plagues by which God would judge not only Pharaoh, but also the gods of Egypt. Many of the plagues, including the waters turning to blood, will actually be repeated on a much larger scale during the Great Tribulation. Verse 19, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Say to Aaron, Take your rod and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over the streams, over their rivers, over their ponds, and over all the pools of water, that they may become blood. And there shall be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both in buckets of wood and pitchers of stone. And Moses and Aaron did so, just as the Lord commanded. So he lifted up the rod and struck the waters that were in the river, in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants. And all the waters that were in the river were turned to blood. The fish that were in the river died. The river stank and the Egyptians could not drink the water of the river. So there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. Now, some people argue that this was not literal blood, but a blood-red condition formed by natural phenomenon. I don't know how they know that. It is interesting that when this same plague occurs upon the entire earth during the Great Tribulation, the angel of the waters says, You are righteous, O Lord, the one who is and who was and who is to be, because you have judged these things. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink, for it is their just due. Now, if they are going to be drinking blood as the just penalty for shedding blood, then I would think it is literal blood and not a blood-red condition caused by an abundance of red algae, as some have proposed. But whether God used natural or supernatural means, I really don't know. All I do know is that God did it. The Nile, which was the giver of life, was now turned to blood and brought forth death. Verse 22, Then the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments. The word translated enchantments here is different than in the case of the serpents. This word means secrecy or mystery. The magicians use their secret arts of the occult to create blood from water, or at least give the illusion of it. Now, if I had been Pharaoh, I think I would have fired them on the spot. This certainly didn't help the situation. If they could do something, why didn't they use their enchantments to turn the blood back into water? Well, because they couldn't. It was beyond their ability. So, Yahweh, two. Pharaoh's power team, zero. Verse 22. And Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them, as the Lord had said. And Pharaoh turned and went into his house, neither was his heart moved by this. Pharaoh disregarded and dismissed Moses, Aaron, and the Lord. So all the Egyptians dug all around the river for water to drink because they could not drink the water of the river. And seven days passed after the Lord had struck the river. This is the first case of the Egyptians suffering because of Pharaoh's obstinate leadership. 
they would suffer far more than this. God was just getting warmed up in his dealings with Pharaoh. How foolish it is to harden one's heart against God. If we pay no attention to the word of God, then we do so to the peril of our own souls. And yet, that is exactly what many people do today. They don't want to listen to the word of God. They don't want to know God. They think that they can turn their back on him in utter disregard and walk away with impunity. They think that they can continue in their willful stubbornness and hardness of heart and they won't have to give an account to God. But like Pharaoh, they are self-deceived and hardened and one day they will stand before God and give an account. We must pray for such individuals that God opens their heart and convinces them of the truth. How much better it is that we would humbly confess our need and willingly receive the word of God implanted into our hearts like soft, moist soil receives the seed. Then the word can take root in us and bring forth a harvest of righteousness. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see how God continues to judge Pharaoh, the Egyptians, and their gods with the plagues of frogs and lice. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible.